So the big question is this, are you tired of the hustle and grind of fix and flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags-to-riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash-flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. So now, here's your host, the big kahuna, Corey Peterson. Hey everybody, welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson. You are in for a treat. I've got a really good guest uh, that we actually have a lot in common. More, it's almost scary how much we have in common. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to enjoy this whole episode. We're going to we'll probably be doing a lot of laughing, cutting up, because that's kind of what no. we do. But uh, I would like to uh, in, uh, give you my good friend, Zach Childress. Zach has been in the business for a heck of a long time. Um, he teaches real estate from A to Z, and he does it. You know, uh, we're going to talk specifically today. What, what, the hell, what the hell are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about our vacation that we're going on. Remember, you said you were going to take me to Hawaii. Yeah. That? You know, Remember? Zach's a little butt hurt right now because uh, you know we're pretty good friends, and he's not got any Kahuna swag. None. None. <laughs> we're going to be talking about lock, man. We're going to be talking about lease option control, how to create cash flow when you can't get a bank loan. I mean, especially right now, Corey, I mean, the U.S. market is very competitive. And so there's a ton of deals out there that people are just overlooking because they don't have these huge equity spreads in them. But if we understand a lock system, how to lock up properties, create cash flow without using banks, we can be building cash flow right now on the properties that nobody wants. And that's really what I want to kind of enlighten people on today. Love it, because I, I my favorite thing is cash flow is sexy. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so whatever we can do to help people that are listening to this podcast uh, achieve a greater cash flow. Now, because the truth is, you know, even though I teach mainly multifamily, and that's really what I'm about, there's more than one way to skin the cat. And sometimes a lot of you guys... They're listening or uh, start off as fix and flippers or wholesalers. But there's, and right now you need some different tools in your bucket, in your bag to be able, because you got to get creative and you, you got to be able to find a way to make some money. That's right. Right. And, and really about stabilize, stabilization money, right, Corey? And that's yep. what you're all about. That's why you, you lean into cash flow, because cash flow is stabilization money. It's money you can count on. You know it's coming in, whether you're in bed, out of bed, doesn't matter. Fix and flip, we got to go earn that. Wholesale, we got to go earn that, right? So, yep. you know, that's where we lean into cash flow. But let's, let's be honest, Corey. Not everybody can walk into a bank and get a loan, right? And those people. I know I couldn't when I first started. Nor could I, man. Nor could I. That's why I leaned into the lease option controls early on in my investing career almost 16 years ago. Because I woke up one day and was like, man, I am busting my butt here. I was kicking butt as a wholesaler. I was doing 16 deals a month back. And, and I was, I mean, I was destroying that. I re I woke up real quick early on 16 years ago and was like, you know what? I'm, I'm missing cash flow. But Corey, I had a 520 credit score. 
I was in my 20s. Nobody was going to loan me money, right? And so that's where I, I leaned in on a guy locally that was kind of doing creative financing, and he, and he showed me, like, how to do lease option control. And he really broke it down into four groups. He said, look, if you want to master lease option control, you got to really understand four segments. Number one is, you know, doing a straight lease option purchase or straight lease option sell, which is just you and one individual. The second one was option wholesaling, which was, Look, when the property doesn't cash flow, why are you going to hold on to it? But you could still flip that option to another tenant buyer and make, you know, three, four, five grand. Then he leaned me into sandwich lease options, which was a game changer for me, man, because that was really when I started identifying that this was an unlimited cash flow model, right? Because I didn't have restrictions from banks saying, oh, you can't get any more. Let's see how these work. I didn't have restrictions on my credit score. I didn't have any of these restrictions. And I was actually shocked and how many people out there would agree to this type of process? Man, I remember my first sandwich lease option, right? I had I had a, some ba- ugly yellow bandit signs, right? U- ugly yellow signs on the side of the road. You, know, you, you had to put them in. I'd put them in on yes. the weekends. On Friday, I'd go out and put them all in. And then on Sunday, I'd take them all back so I could get them back, right? So, you know, right, 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 right. right? <laughs> and so some dude called me, man, and um, they were not behind on their payment, but they were fixing to have to move. Right. Like to New York from Arizona, right? And they were like, and they did not want the thought of being a landlord or anything like that. Was like, no, they did. It was a hard no. And they'd lived in that home for I think three or four years. And dude, I was able to lock lock it up for just their payment, what their real note was, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I was able to then, and I, I mean, I mean, not. The thing is, you can do whatever you want to, right? It's a contract. Make it. So I gave myself two months before I even had to make my first payment. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do a sixty ninety day clause. Yeah. Okay, and then um, I rented it. So I think my payment was like eleven hundred bucks. I rented that thing out for like seventeen fifty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, and that's where I think people miss the boat. It's oh not like a, like a rental property. You might How do you buy it. It was great. Right, and on a rental property like that, you get a loan for. Um, you might make $100, $200 a door. If you're lucky, you might get more than that. On a lease option, we see anywhere from $300 to $600 a month in cash flow off those properties. Yeah. It was what I figured out, man, Corey, was I figured this out, too. When I started really diving into the sandwich lease options, like that was my thing. And I focused on that. I built up cash flow, cash flow, cash flow doing that. But what I also realized was is that there was a whole nother missing opportunity and it was all the people who owned properties where they owed more than what it was worth because nobody wanted that. They were being told they had to go get a short sale or had they. Oh, that, yeah, that, that's it. Okay, now now this is where this guy was at. This is like 2009, 2010, right? The value of the house went down. Yep. So he couldn't sell it and he didn't want to rent it out. And so that was his play. But I was like, oh, well, listen, I've got a long term version for this. Right. Or at least another three or four years to get us out of this. One of our magic little processes that works so well for us is we run advertisement that says no equity, no problem. So we're pulling in all the people that every other investor can't help. Can't help. One thing that's very crucial is we put on the purchase contract. We say, look, Corey, how many years do you have left on your mortgage? Well, I've got 18 years. Okay, well, look, you're upside down. I'm going to save your credit so you don't have to do a short sale. You don't have foreclosure. But my lease term would use for 18 years. And I put on the purchase price, purchase price at the amount that's owed at time of close. So in 18 years, there's nothing left on the mortgage to pay. Something's going up too. Right. (laughs) 
So that's how we're able to work that niche. Now, I did that for years and, and built from California all the way over. And yes, you can do it in Texas too. A lot of people say you can't. You just have shorter time frames. You can't do long terms, but you can do short ones. And you have the right to renew for two or three times. So you can actually push it out to 18 months. But to say where, where it went to the next level, this is the fourth thing that I talk about, was then I started learning about master lease options. I started learning about how to go out and find like strip centers, commercial buildings, warehouse units that you know the landlords just gave up on or they were too old and it was just sitting there and they weren't really marketing it to get tenants in there. And we would come in and master lease the whole building based on a small number. And the way we factored that number is, is we'd say to the, the owner of the building, we'd say, hey, what was your average collected rent over the last two years? Let's say the building had the potential to collect 10,000, but he over two years, he was only really collecting four. I'd say, look, here's the deal. I'll give you three guaranteed every single month. I'll master lease this thing and I'll come in and take over everything. So we lock it in at three. We take the master lease with the rights to purchase and then we fill it up. The master lease options for multifamily is a very ideal way because now you got to understand that this for in the multifamily world too, there is lots of owners that have owned things for generations, right? And when they look at like, or, you know, early, or at least, you know, for, for a good bit of time. Right. And then all of a sudden, but what happens is they don't have any cash, fresh money to fix it up for sale. And they know they got a dog, right? Or it's not, it's great. Um, and, but whether they don't want it's the headache anymore. Usually it's they're tired of the headache. And... You know, most owners, if you're if if they're going to buy something like that, they're going to want a super super deep, deep discount, which is probably too much to to hurt them. A mass lease option is a great way to 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 get control because you're really getting the control of a property. Right. You can That's actually improve it greatly, and you want to get that you want that master lease to be as long as you can, as long as they'll let you. That's right. And then from there. You can once you get it operational to like this high level. There's always a clause in there to uh, you're going to you know because you are going to determine the price you're going to pay for it when you sign that master lease. That's right. That's right. That way, so all the upside is you, and you can do it without having to get a loan. And your ability to make that building perform right. Yeah, like, yeah. that's what it boils down to. I mean, yeah. I'm working on one right now. It's a it's. No, no, it's 27,000 square feet commercial building. And I'm working a master lease on it where I'm going to take in each floor, it's three floors, 9,000 square feet each. Each floor rents, you know, pretty hefty. I think it's like $10 a square foot or something like that. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm locking it in at $8 a square foot for one floor. So that means $22 I get above and beyond as I rent out all three floors a square foot. So, like, you know, that's there's money. some big, there's some big money in those master leases, right? You yeah. know, and I grew into them. You know, I started with the, you know, the straight option, moved into wholesaling the option, and then went into sandwich, and then realized, man, if I can do this, I could do this with commercial. So then I went into master lease. So. You know what I love about when you, once you go into a commercial space, right? And and this is, I think, the true testament as I see a lot of uh, my single family brethren starting to transition. And what they're doing is they're saying, listen, I want to play a bigger game. It's the same amount of work. It is. It's the exact same amount of work, but it's more zeros. Yeah. For opportunity and the potential, maybe the risk as well. But, I mean, I think we've all, like, as you become a seasoned investor, you learn to manage the risk, right? That's the part we understand. 
It's just adding more zeros to it. And dude, it's way more, you can do these projects like this all day long and make a crap ton more money yeah. and have it show up every month. Well, and here's the better, and this is what I like about it even more. When you move into a master lease, and those those are businesses, right? Yeah. They're not they're not tenants. They're not tenant buyers. They're not renters. They're businesses, right? Like they're coming in to build a business. They're they don't call you every week or every two weeks like a renter does. Like they, they don't do that. That's the other reason I like the sandwich lease option because in in retrospect, it's not a tent. It's not a renter. It's somebody that's going to own it one day. They and won't they, own it responsible for the repairs and responsible for upkeep and in most cases if you're doing it in the right areas the right markets and the right price point these owners actually improve the properties where people go wrong with these sandwich lease options is they target these low price point neighborhoods and the thing that they don't realize yeah. is all that is is a renter wanting to be an owner not an owner that needs help to become an owner right there's a yeah. big there and so you know they lean that's in a on great the point that's a great point by the way so like look stop that and rewind it and, and underline it is it's not in the crap crap neighborhoods it's in the nicer neighborhoods that this strategy truly really works Absolutely. and it'll work like a dream and it's the place that no one else can do business that's right it's the newer homes that aren't selling it's the you know the two to, it's the one to ten year old homes right it's those yep. areas where rehabbers don't move into those areas because they're looking for ten years and older because they're looking for equity it needs work it needs things to be done this is a whole world and like what I tell people is I say find the median or the average sales price in your city in my city it's about 171 to 180 thousand. Take that number, and that's your target. You're yeah. looking at properties around that price point because you're moving that first-time home buyer that needs help with their credit into a home that they can qualify. We even have what's called a domino effect that we teach. This is a pretty cool strategy is where once we get a property, we then go and we market into that neighborhood for all the renters that are renting houses. And we say, hey, why are you renting when you can own in the same neighborhood? Oh, yeah. So now you're filling it up. So you have an undercount contract, right? Here's the best part, Corey. But now once that renter leaves that house and moves into one of my rent-to-owns and lease options, now what is that house? It's vacant. Yes. So now I'm mailing the landlord and I'm saying, hey, are you tired of vacancies? Are you tired of filling tenants? Are you tired of screening? We have a perfect tenant program. <laughs> Hence the word dominoes, baby. <laughs> dominoes. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. Uh, I think about that. So I've only done one. I've only done one sandwich lease option in my whole life. That's why I remember it so well, right? Because it was a dream. It was a dream deal, dude. It was an absolute dream deal that, that I was making like, I want to think I was making $600 cash flow every month. Yep. They kept it for three years. In that third year, they actually bought it. They refied it with a bank and cashed me out. And I made like $22,000 at the end. There you go. So I made $22,000 plus $500 a month for three years. It was a great little deal on a deal that I would have never been able to do otherwise, okay. right, with any other strategy. But I remember, to, so I, I had it under contract. I was like, all right, I got like two or three, you know, uh, I, had, I think, yeah, 60 days to find a tenant. And so I'm like, well, what do I do, what do I do? And I was like, I'm gonna use bandit signs again. So then I got, you know, no money down, um, you know, own your home or something, right? Yeah, you your rent, friend, rent to right? own, 
right? And, um, and that's how I found the person that actually came into the property. So I used band designs both ways. One was to find the property, and then uh, one was to find the tenant or the, you know, and, and it was that type of, they wanted to own a home. And the problem was they had short-selled their home, right, like in 2009, and now it was like 2011. And they still, you know, they needed a couple more years to get through their, their short sell before they could get bank financing again. And that was something else that we, we went at when we're doing this program is because, like, if we're targeting people that are upside down on their mortgage, you know, they think their only hope is a short sell. Like, that's what they think. And, and we're stepping in and saying, look, a short sell is going to show up on your credit. It's, it's going to screw your credit up. That's a it's big deal. hurt you. You know, if your intent is just to sell this thing, I'll step in. If you've got 12 more years on your mortgage, I'll, I'll take the 12 years. That way you don't worry about it. It's just a great solution. It helps them if they're going in foreclosure. It helps them if they're facing a, a short sale and they don't think any other option. I mean, here's the reality. I pulled some statistics on this a while back. It was like 1.7 million, I want to say. It was like 1.7 million homes over the last uh, two to three years had actually built equity uh, in their property. Right. Right. You think about it. That's the that's that one point seven million is what everybody's targeting. Right. But yep. there's four point five million homes that got no equity growth or upside down. So where is the largest pool? <laughs> right. Let's do the math. Follow the dominoes. And so it's like a lot of people just don't they don't lean in on that because they don't know how to do it. I mean, let's be honest. People hear about lease option control. But lease option control is all about the paperwork. It's all about the disclosure documents, the how you write the documents, what you do and don't do, because there's a key thing that people have to understand about lease option control. And that is, it does not fall under the Dodd-Frank laws. It's not seller financing. But you have to be careful under a lease option control that you don't create what's called a disguised sale. So if you do create a disguised sale, then you move right under Dodd-Frank laws and you have to be in compliance. You can only do five a year. You have to meet all these you know, regulatory acts if you didn't qualify your tenant buyer like you were supposed to, now you got to go back and do all that, right? And yeah. so you just got to know the logistics of it. You got to know how the paperwork moves. There's certain paperwork with the seller. There's certain paperwork with the buyer. And a lot of people just haven't spent the time to learn that. Right. Well, I mean, so it, this goes back to knowledge, understanding what, you know, understand thy craft, right? Yeah. So if you don't know, this is going to be a nice segue, Right. Where do you find out? So, like, so obviously, I'm you know I'm setting you up here because I know you teach this, right? Yeah. But the, that's that. But that's the reality, guys. Like, so when you don't know how to do something, what's what's the more costly mistake? To go do it on your own and like, oh, I'm gonna do it. I'm I'm gonna make it happen, right? I mean, listen, that goes so far. Like, listen, it takes grit and like that determination. But gosh damn it, only because I've made this mistake so many times, it is much easier. And this is why I my new book coming out called Copy Your Way to Success. It's almost done, right? Love it. It's just for this reason. Listen, I've never been the sharpest tool in the shed. Okay. I there's look at me. I mean, look at Zach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my rice pot's bigger than yours, though. <laughs> so but when you, I mean, if we're not the sharpest tool in the shed, Jesus, there's hope. There's help for us, right? You've been saved because there's someone that's already been there and done it and knows everything. And I know in this particular subject, you are, you have a master's class in it, right? I mean, this is, you've done it so, 
I've only got one. I'm not the guy you'd want to listen to, right? That's not the guy, right? But the guy that's done a whole hell of a lot of them, right. yeah, that's where you the, get your advice, the you man. Do, the more you learn, right? The more you do, the more mistakes I've made. Because when I first started doing this almost 16 years ago, man, the laws have changed. The regulations have changed. I mean, we went through the up cycles, the down cycles. We've learned what we could do and what we can't do. We learned how to prepare for when a market shifts and you know, and there's so many things that you learn over 16 years, right, from doing yeah. this. That it, we, and we refer to it as specialized knowledge, yes. Over that time, I have absolutely honed in my specialized knowledge. But let me point this out. It doesn't even matter what I know. Yeah. What matters is, is can you transfer that information to someone else, and can they be successful, right? And that's why, like, I'm happy because I've got students all over doing these things. And it's so funny. They'll send me a picture of the house. and They'll be like, I got a free house. <laughs> Look at this free house I got. <laughs> Listen, for a lot of people, if they're not started, they don't, and they have no money, no credit. And like, how do I, how do I get, but they all, but they all have a big desire. This is one of the best strategies to like expect. I mean, if you want to get into real estate, it's about getting into real estate. It's about doing deals. Yeah. And right. If this is the way that you get started, if this is the easiest way that takes a little bit of grunt work, and I mean, I'm sure you have a whole process from A to Z to, to oh, yeah. step one, step two, step three. Well, That's, that kind of stuff makes sense like to me. Sheet. I have like a blueprint that walks through like how how like this sandwich lease option works to create cash flow, and I'm happy to give it to your subscribers and listeners, man. Oh well, hell yeah! You know, we'll we'll love that. We love free stuff, man. Everybody loves free stuff, right? I'm a big believer in giving away your best stuff or at least good stuff that makes sense because so many people are just looking for knowledge. And then if I've always believed that if you give and, you know, even I've, I've gotten some great courses, but I'm like, gosh, I still need to go. Like, I need to go meet this person. I need to go because you can only get, you know, if you read something, you listen to it and you do some of the work, you may be retained 10 or 15 percent. But that's not enough. That's enough to be dangerous. Yeah, right. right. So we won't be dangerous. We won't be good. Okay. And so sometimes, you know, coming to a live event, getting submersed in that, um, having other people that are accountable, having people that you can call they're doing the same thing, um, having community. Community is big, man. Community is big. Community is very big, man. You know, because uh, uh, the reality is, is I talk to people all over that, you know, are successful and a lot that aren't successful. And, you know, you can always drill it down into a few factors. One, they let fear control, right? Two, they weren't willing to invest in their own education. And three, they weren't willing to team up with a community, right? Because even if you overcome your fear and you invest in your education, you're still alone. You're still alone out there, right? Yeah, when you yeah. can team into a community and get around like-minded people doing the same thing, you get to bounce ideas, talk to each other, realize you're not alone. You're you're going through some same things that this person's gone through. And so you start to see some light and not like this discouragement and this, this oh, look, you know, why is this happening to me? No, it happens to all of us. It's just the ones that pick up their big boy pants, get up and keep moving, you know? Because <laughs> real estate's a lonely game, man. Like, listen, you're in your home office. I'm in my home office. Ain't nobody else in my background right now. <laughs> Actually, I shipped them off. I make everybody come to my house to go to work. They're in a different section of my house. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm the ultimate, like, you know, I want to wake up and come down, you know, check the traffic. 
and uh, you know look at the weather report and then uh, make sure everything's good and then i walk downstairs yeah come to work you know right (laughs) i still have the office this is actually my office my home office is a lot like yours i'm still trying to figure out how to get everybody into my house (laughs) well my wife's trying to figure out how to get everybody out she's like listen uh how much is how long how much longer are you going to keep you can't add another person here is what she's trying to tell me right like you need to go get a real space i'm like well you know when i first started i ran everything out of my my office i mean my house but you know, after like when we got to like five employees, it just it's we started realizing. I've got three. I've got three full time, and uh, so we could handle three. I mean, I had them all in like the dining room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the truth is, like you know, so I, I, this is something I always I've struggled. I still struggle to this day. I, I just like I like the familiarity of how I got it set up. We're actually thinking about letting a couple of them just work from home, right? There are certain tasks they do now that. Like, listen, do you really need to be here? Probably not. But, right, right. But I like, well, That's a you know, trust but, level, too, right? That's a trust level. Yeah. Like, I've got one, um, my assistant, my office manager, my do everything, Jill. You know, she has a lot of autonomy, right? Because yeah. I never, like, when she's not here, I know she's working. Yeah. You know, I know she's on her laptop. I know she's answering emails. I know she's responding, helping support. She's, it's just in her nature. That's what she does. But yep. you, not everybody's that way. You no, know? Not, yeah. Some, and when, yeah, if, the, and if you're not watching, there's some people will have tendency just to go get crazy. So yeah. listen, how do you, uh, you, you talked about giving us some free stuff. <laughs> how does that work? What do you, what do you got? You did, you did, I didn't hear it. Hit it again. <laughs> Ah, ah, ah. It's all of these little buttons, man. Oh yeah. Oh baby. Uh, what's what's that one guy? Uh, who am I thinking of? Kramer. Kramer. Yeah, hit some of the buttons. Hey, it's just the little things that make all the difference, man. I'm telling you, man. When they're hitting me with a bunch of problems, I just go. That is so awesome! <laughs> oh gosh, man. So, uh, so where do we go? What do we? What do? We, if we want to learn some stuff on options and, and this lock control, where do we go? Oh, look! You can uh, go get a, a, a blueprint or a cheat sheet, and it'll walk you through the whole process of what a lease option, sandwich lease option, looks like. Really, it's about showing you the fastest way to create cash flow deals without going out and using banks or your credit or your money. That's really what it's about, right? And so um, you can go to unlimitedcashflowsystem.com. Unlimitedcashflowsystem.com. That's right. And then um, you just plug in your email and I'll- Say it one more time just to make sure that we got it. Okay. Unlimitedcashflowsystem.com. Yeah, so there's a little blueprint on there. Um, you can at least, if anything, at least you can look at it and say, you know what, like this actually looks like something I want to go do. You might look at it and say, well, I don't want to do this. <laughs> right. <laughs> at least it's there for you to make a decision on. So yeah, you know, so if you look back in your career, how long have you been doing real estate? Like, you've been doing it for a while, right? Since what? Sixteen years. Sixteen years. You know, if you. What advice could you give to people that are starting that are new that are maybe just found this podcast or whatever? Your best single piece of advice that you could give somebody. 
Right. Well, that's a tough one because there's so much. It doesn't have to be just about real estate. It could be mindset. Like life, mindset, business. Uh, And and I say that's a tough one because, you know, there's so many things I've learned over 16 years that I wish the the 16 years ago Zach would have known then, right? Um, Amen to that. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, when we're brand new, um, we we get stuck in this idea that um, we'll just figure it out on our own. I'll just figure it out on my own. I'll just figure it out on my own. And I don't think we realize that, you know, how much time and capital that cost us um, instead of plugging in, like you said, you know, with the support and someone to follow. It speeds you up so much faster. And, and, and we live in an era. And this is why I don't blame the person for this now. It's like when I started, it was a different era back then. Today, yeah. we live in this micro educational world, right? There's three and four minute videos everywhere on how to do everything, right? Yeah. They're three to four minute videos. And, and then all that happens is, is the student gets confused and lost. And now they're watching another one and watching another one. I think that I had so much success so fast 16 years ago because we didn't have all of that out there. We found one person. And we followed that person all the way through until we made success, right? We made, and we listened to everything on that person had to say. Like if they're, I mean, man, I mean, I know that's how I did it. I, you know, I. Yeah. um, And that's where like, so we get students who come in and they're like, oh, but I'm doing this. And I'm like, stop, like slow down, like just do one thing and get it right. So I always like to say this to somebody is you need to make a decision today in your life that you know yourself 10 years from now would look back and think. And that comes back to taking action on your dreams, man. Like moving forward on them. Don't sit around and regret it. Like if you want to go after big apartments, get as close to Corey as you can get. Like learn his systems, learn his processes, know what he knows, and don't go anywhere Become the squeaky wheel in my system, right? That's right. Like follow him everywhere and learn that model because that's what he knows. That's what he's good at. That's what he's helped so many people do. If you want to learn wholesaling, attach yourself to the best wholesaler that teaches it and follow that wholesaler all the way through. If you want to learn lease options, like get in that cycle, learn that thing, stay with it and follow it all the way through. We just have a tendency that in today's world, we jump train a lot because we catch another three minute video. We catch we, another we jump train way too quickly. Right. So like right. the best way to when you start a new project, like I didn't get into multifamily until I pretty much mastered I was doing fix the flips, right? I mean, I start off as a wholesaler knowing I wanted to be uh, doing fix the flips, but I just didn't have the money. So once I learned how to raise private money, that's where I started doing real projects. But even then, I was I, I started off managing other people's projects, making sure that I, I started getting better and sharper, understanding my, my numbers, my costs, my rehab on someone else's dime. It was great. But... I transitioned to apartments after. I mean, and then I I spent a year and a half learning before I felt confident enough to say I am ready to go. Right? I had to master a new whole set of educational stuff, and I was committed. And that's what you're talking about is commitment, right? That's right. I was committed because I knew, like, if you guys listen to my story, you know that in the height of my fix and flip was my actually my ultimate failure because I was failing as a father, not being there for my kids. I was working way entirely too much. And that was the pinnacle piece for me that said, hey, you got to do something different. And it was enough of a conviction to make sure that I was going to then find a new thing and stick with that new thing. And now I will tell you, if you're looking for new things, if you're going, if you're, if you're stuck with what, what's not working or whatever you want to change, 
change it for cash flow. That's that's the difference, and that's what Zach's talking about right now is yep. providing a way to get cash flow. And surprisingly enough, it doesn't take a whole lot of that to change your life. Look, you put ten lease options together, you you're probably talking five, six grand a month coming in. Now you're retired. I mean, For most people, you have just replaced yeah. your income. That's right. That's and right. so think about that for a minute. Let that in because now that's a replenishing well that keeps filling up. So there's a book called Richest Man in Babylon. If you've not read it, you, you should read it, right? A tenth of everything I, I make is mine to keep. But in that philosophy, what he's talking about is when your money keeps running it over, it keeps a good person that understands money and makes his money work for him, his cup never goes empty. Why? Because it keeps getting refilled. We call that Rents do, right? right. Rents the payments do. do. You know what, Corey? You're also referring to staying focused, right? And not taking on too many things and like keeping your, it reminds me, and I don't mean to get biblical with you here, but it reminds me of the 10 brides that were all given a candle with oil and a wick and said, hey, keep this lit until Jesus comes. And five of them burned through their wick too fast because they didn't keep their wick trimmed and keep the necessary things out. And their light went out. So only five brides were selected. The other five was begging the other brides for more wick and more oil. But it goes back to burning through your oil too fast, wasting your wick on every other thing. When ultimately, Corey, you know as well as I know, this game of real estate is all about cash flow. That is where the focus has to be. And somehow we've, I think the majority of people have lost this concept, by the way. I mean, I, I'm telling you, this is my like when I know when I, I this is my mission. I know I know this is my mission in my educational business. Is I see it, you know. We both belong to some of the, the best mastermind groups in real estate around, right. and but most of them are focused on earned on, income. On earned income, man, which is the worst type of income ever. It's the most expensive. The more you make, the more you pay. It's like having your own job. It's like being it's the, it's the, the doctor. Most it's the it most risky. Yeah, it has high level of risk. You got to find another one to do another one. You got to find another one to do another one. And everybody comes in beating their chest about how bad their businesses are. Like, I got all this stuff. Check all my staff, my people. I got people. I got stuff. And what they don't have, though, cash is flow. cash flow, man. You know, Because I know some other cats that show up just like I do. And it's a much smaller group, much smaller group of guys within the group. Right, yeah, and we're like, hey man, what, what vacation is you going on, man? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, where, what you got scheduled, man? Hey, or, or it's this question: How's your portfolio running? Yeah, man. Hey, yet getting? <laughs> yeah, it's just a whole different conversation. <laughs> where the ones that are really truly got it, they don't. Need, they're usually sometimes they're actually pretty quiet. I'm thinking about three or four guys that I know that they don't really. No one would probably really know how much they really got. Sure. But they got it, dude, and like, and it's coming every month, and and they're just not. They're standing in a room of apes talking about how many wholesale deals they've done, how many flips they've done, and to them, they're like, "Well, I don't fit in that world. I'm over here just stacking cash flow, right?" Yeah. Back to what Warren Buffett said: one of the greatest investors, financial minds of all time. I always like to say, I wish. I wish I knew him more, right? Um, but he said, if you don't figure out a way to create cash flow, you'll work the rest of your life for cash. Yeah. And that, my friends, is what most people in real estate, they think they're investors, okay? 
But they're traitors. Traitors. Let it's traitors, man. With a D. Right. But if you do it long enough, you feel like it's with like an AI, like you're a traitor to the business that we all fell in love with. Robert Kiyosaki spelled it out for us in Rich Dad Poor Dad. He said cash flow. Yeah. And you know what, Corey? I, I'm going to say this, and I don't want to beat on the bush because you know what? I, I respect beat it, though. Come on. I, I know, but I do respect a lot of the hard work, hustle that you know these people have put in to get where they are. But here's what I think happens. We start leak or searching real estate because we want cash flow. Yeah. But then we start, a lot of people say, well, I can't really go after cash flow, so I got to start wholesaling first. Then they, yep. wholesale, and they wholesale and they wholesale and they're like, okay, now I've got some cash. Let me go over here and put it into rehab because then if I start rehabbing, then I can build up some more cash and I can go buy some rentals. Well, the problem the problem with that is, is that cycle, people get stuck in it. They Not only that, they start buying, right? So then they start, their eyeballs get attached to things. Ooh, a car. I want this. I want that. They start doing all this and they're buying all the wrong things again, right? That And they're buying it on based on earned income instead of passive income. Correct. And so I, I think because I, I and I was there too, like listen, so because oh, yeah, yeah, we, we we can't beat every, you know, like that's how I started. I got in the business of trying to make some income. Look, I still but, rehab today. Right. I, you know, but I know that the rehabbing I, I learned real quick years ago that rehabbing was the gateway to more cash flow. Correct. And I, I used it for that. I didn't get stuck in the rehabbing trying to figure out I wanted to be the biggest and the baddest rehabber in my market. Yep. And that's so. and I think that's I think that is the, tr the true story of what we're trying to tell you. I know that's what I'm trying to tell is guys keep doing, you know, if you're wholesaling and fixing flipping, keep doing it, right? Like if that's your business, do it. But do not forget to put some stuff on the side for that forever money. Yeah. Start stacking some cash right. flow, some some properties yeah. that will then provide you a paycheck without you ever working. Because then you just said a, a person that doesn't stack cash flow, he's going to work all his life. For cash. Yeah. And I honestly feel like, so I'm 45. I've got about another, in my mind, if I do this, my apartment business, good. And I'm not saying I'm going to do it great. I'm going to say I buy two deals a year. And like, that's it. Two, 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 like $10 million deals a year. Maybe I increase it later on. Right. And so I'll call them $20 million deals. Right. But <laughs> if I only do that for the next five years, I'll be 50. Dude, I'm telling you, my kids, kids can probably retire. And now I'll probably never stop because I love the game, but I, I even right now, I mean, I'm done. I mean, I could quit working like, not do anything, but like I, I got some bigger dreams. I got some bigger right. ideas of where I want right. to do cash flow for, right? right? And you still got to help some people too before you check out, right? Lots. Of, well, I don't think I'll ever stop. This is my favorite part. This, this actually, this podcast is the favorite, the most favorite thing that I do. You mean in, this podcast? The this podcast? The one, the, the, yes, the one with you, brother. This the one that I had to reschedule three times. Listen, see, Zach was really nice. He didn't tell you that I I uh, bogarted him on three times, three times, and he kept rescheduling. He really wanted to come on this thing. <laughs> but honestly, uh, and 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 I don't know. I don't have good great reasons for any of them except that I was some of them was traveling. Like I didn't really look at my schedule very well. Um, and then one is we had to let someone go because <laughs> she didn't schedule it right. But um. Anyways, like we could go on and on for all this stuff, but I, know, I mean, so final thoughts, final thoughts on, on, on final thoughts for me. 
and then I'll let you close it out, man. My final thoughts to anybody who's watching this, one, stay with Corey. Follow Corey all the way through, guys. Like, this guy is not only a good guy, this guy knows his shit. Excuse my language. But he also understands how to keep it small and keep a good community going to help you guys thrive and grow and get to the ultimate lifestyle you want. I mean, that is a final thought. I mean, there's I know a lot of commercial guys, but, you know, I, I lean in on Corey. I think there's a, a kinsmanship there from the first time we met. Thank you. But know that when you're following Corey and you, and you have the opportunity to work with him. On the other side of things, just take the action, guys. If, if you're looking at all this stuff and you're thinking, oh, but I can't do that yet, then lean in on the lock system. Lean in on creating unlimited cash flow. Build some cash flow up so you can start to become better with lenders. Hire a credit repair service. Get your credit built up. Create two years of income so now you become a better borrower when you walk into the banks and raising money and getting out there and putting deals together. Like, don't make excuses. Just find a way, right? Find a way to do it. So, anyways, that's my final thoughts. And I, I love say, it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, I hope you've really had a, 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 a great time listening to this podcast. Um, you know, I love being focused on the right things. Cash flow is the right thing to focus on. There's no doubt in my mind. And, you know, Zach said it best. Just, you know, lean in on it. Get, get, Get deep in it and find a way, right? Don't make excuses. Find a way. You know, it, it really is all about our mindset. It is. There's no doubt. In between your ears, there's this machine that wants to go to work. It needs to go to work. And it wants to solve problems. And if you believe it, you can achieve it, guys. And your paradise is possible. Hey, make sure you stick around, though. Next episode, I'm going to be coming at you with some ways, the whole process of, hey, you get a deal, right, that you think might be a deal, all the way to you get under contract, all the things that can go terribly wrong and screw up your deal. That's what we're going to talk about next episode. I'm just going to do it with me. I'm just going to be a training, teaching moment. Don't miss it. Guys, thanks a lot. Be successful. Mahalo. Mahalo.